We pick up on 63b. Uh, we had been discussing, uh, that's Samachim Amalbet, uh, we had been discussing uh, in terms of uh, if a uh, Kohen had burnt uh, the fats while uh, he was in possession of Chameid. So if he burnt the Amarim, uh, in terms of the, the Pesach offering, if he burnt those things uh, that you meant to burn on the altar, if he had Chameid, uh, then uh, that is uh, transgressing the the negative prohibition. Uh, our law, um, you know, you're not allowed to sacrifice um, on dam uh, right? It says Lord Tushkeit al dam zivchi. You're not allowed to shech the the Pesach offering al dam zivchi, and that's what Rav Papa said. Uh, and uh, and and that that was where we'd finished off. And now we pick up Tanya Kavate de Rapapa. We learn a brata like Rapapa. Hashkaitet Pesach al Chameit. If you shecht a Pesach offering uh, and you have got Chameit in your possession, over Belota said that you have violated this negative commandment. Emata, uh, when is that? Or whether the person that shechts it has chamait, or the person that sprinkles it has chamait, or lechad or even one of the people that are have registered uh, for this pesach. However, it doesn't mean that there can't be any chamaits in the rest of the world. Uh, if there is someone, if there is chamaits somewhere in the world uh, that's not connected to him, it's not zakuk to him, it's not connected to him, uh, then there's no problem uh, over there. So he said, whether you shechted it or you uh, threw the blood, and also if you burn the fats, and there is the port to wrap Papa, because that's exactly what Papa had said. Aval, uh, However, if you uh, uh, do melika on a bird, now uh, melika is actually the almost the opposite of shkita. Shkita is with a knife, and from the front of the neck, uh, where you cut uh, the neck, a melika is where you do it with a nail. Uh, and uh, you take the bird's head and you use the, the nail and you do it from the back of the neck. The, the crane uses his nail and he cuts through uh, his thumbnail and he cuts it through the back of the bird's neck. That is known as melika. That is how you uh, offer birds up. In terms of a bird, which is obviously uh, the, the concept here is not really the, the, the uh, here is that it's not a um, a bird per se, uh, that's not the thrust of what we're trying to get across here. It's, it's the fact is that there's not a Pesach offering. Some type of other offering uh, can be on Ralaq, can be a Khatat, whatever it happens to be. Molek, it's off. Baba Asar, even though it's on the 14th of, uh, of Nisan, then you have not done anything um, uh, wrong uh, with that because uh, as we, we're going to see, uh, this bright is going to be following Rabbi Shimon uh, who says that, uh, Rabbi Shimon's opinion that we saw in our Mishnah yesterday uh, said that uh, only the, the Pesach uh, itself on uh, on uh, the 14th uh, that you are liable uh, for but if you do any of the other offerings on Erev Pesach then you're not liable uh, for this uh, violating this negative prohibition Lord uh, right um, however we have a challenge uh, to this uh, last brighter uh, and the, the, this brighter says so a lot of it's the same but there are going to be uh, at least two contradictions uh, uh, if you shech the Pesach and you've got chametz in your possession, uh, you have violated Belotas a negative commandment. Rabbi Hudomer, af hatamid, even the tamid offering, uh, you would be violating a, 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 a negative commandment if you have chametz with you. Amru law, so they said about that. Lo amru elav Pesach v'vad. No, it was only in terms of the Pesach uh, that we had mentioned this law. Aymata, uh, and when is this case? B'man shu shuyesh l'shochet or l'zoreik or l'echad mimnechabura. Uh, very similar to, or the same as what we had before uh, when are you liable when you shecht it uh, the person that is shechting it uh, the person that throws the blood or even any of the people that are part of their group uh, the Evchamet then there's negative prohibition uh, if there's someone at the end of the world that has Chamet that is not connected to him there's no problem However, um, uh, okay, and here what we do 
whether you shake the animal or you sprinkle the blood or you even do a malika on a bird offering uh, and you and you and yeah it's talking about the mazeh is the sprinkling of the blood when it comes to a bird okay and all of these cases uh, you are chayev uh, okay uh, when does this brighter say that you are not liable it's only when it's not connected uh, to uh, any form of blood at all I just a meal offering uh, where you do kmitza uh, and uh, you take a three fingers full uh, out of the, uh, uh, the you scoop it out of these uh, of this oil and flour that is mixed in this mink offering uh, that there's no problem with uh, in terms of it's not included uh, it's, it's not defined as law you're not shechting uh, in that instance there's no blood over there and the one that burns the amorim and he is not uh, liable for, uh, uh, for, for having chametz in his possession. Okay, so we're going to see it's a double contradiction as the Gemara picks up. Kasha, Malika, Malika. Uh, the first writer said you were not liable for Malika uh, because it was done with a bird as opposed to an animal. The second writer included it uh, as part of whether you shecht uh, and, and, and throw the blood or, or, or do Malika on the bird and squeeze the blood out. Uh, so there's a Kasha there. And also, uh, and in terms of uh, the burning uh, in the first brata, we'd said if a Kohen is burning the Amorim, uh, then he with Hamates in his position, then he is liable. The second brata, uh, where it says you burn, you are not liable. So how do we answer that? The Gemara says, but hold on. Uh, even before that, uh, you pick up the difference between the two bratas. There's an inherent contradiction in the brata. Uh, inherently, uh, it itself, in its own body, uh, literally has got uh, an inherent contradiction to Kasani because it starts off saying no, we said uh, this only applies to the Pesach offering uh, but then uh, shortly thereafter it says okay, uh, and then it says one that checks it one that throws the blood uh, and one that uh, does milika which is only strictly uh, only applying to a bird offering okay and Mazay uh, is also that type of uh, sprinkling uh, that's only that's that's the word used when you have a bird. So we see a bird obviously can't be a Pesach offering, uh, and 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 so how do we understand that? So the Gemara, as we mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, Ella have high Rabbi Shimon. It must be following the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, uh, and he says Melika Melika Alokasha, and there's no contradiction in terms of uh, Melika where you where you use uh, your your the Kohen uses his nail to kill the bird, uh, and we say well, it's a problem, and we say no. There's no problem. Can uh, uh, when you shecht uh, when you're doing milik on the bird on the fourteenth. Uh, we said there is no problem uh, over there. That's not a transgression. Why? Because as we said, it is not a pesach offering. So anything that's not a pesach offering, uh, then there's no problem on erev pesach. Sorry, uh, it has, it, it, uh, as long if you're not shechting a pesach offering on erev pesach, uh, then there's no problem uh, with having chametz. Uh, if it's some other offering on erev pesach then there's no, there's no issue with, with you having come out. It's only when, when you check the Pesach offering according to Rabbi Shimon uh, on Erev Pesach, then you have come out. However, um, however when it is a problem is where a bird offering is uh, you know a Pesach no longer can be offered i.e. during or any time really after that uh, those six hours on air of Pesach uh, where Pesach is uh, that's the only time a Pesach is fit to be offered uh, and, and therefore if you sprinkle it during or any other time of the year uh, then you would be liable very very Rabbi Shimon and therefore both his writers go Nak Rabbi Shimon, uh, that says, uh, as we said before, that that only uh, sacrifice on Erev Pesach uh, is that, that, that you be liable for having um, uh, chametz in your possession is the uh, is the Pesach offering itself uh, as opposed to um, you know any during Cholom uh, uh, or any time thereafter uh, of Pesach then uh, all other animals come into play uh, and uh, you know Cholom Pesach I suppose it has to be Cholom Pesach then you be liable for um, uh, 
shechting when you've got chametz, uh, any other animals or, or birds as well. Haktara, haktara, namilo kashen. Also, this where you burn the fats, uh, there's no problem over there. One said you would be liable. One said you wouldn't be liable. Tanahi, we say there's actually a machloket. Tanaim, exactly what Rabbi Shimon holds. Dika demakish haktara lishkita. As we had at the end of yesterday's daf, uh, there's a connection. There is a, a tana uh, that uh, ties together uh, the the haktara, um, the the burning to shechting, vika the man the law makish, and the other one is uh, where you don't compare burning to shechting. Right, so we quote the Mishnah, Rabbi Huda Omer, Afa Tamid. Rabbi Huda had mentioned even the Tamid uh, offering, uh, that you'd be liable for that uh, if it was, uh, the, the Pesach was shechted. I mean, with the Tamid was shechted when you have Chameit in your possession. My Tamid, Rabbi Huda, what's his reason? Amalach, Zivchi. It says the word Zivchi, you're not allowed to... Um, Offer this, uh, you know, uh, as we said. Uh, what does that mean? Zevach uh, the zevach that is uh, the the sacrifice that is special to me, says Hashem. Uh, and mahi ninu tamed, and that specific one, it's uh, Hashem calls it it korbani lachmi like my bread and uh, etc. He, uh, Hashem says the daily offering is the the most. Um, his favorite one, uh, if you can put it in those uh, terms, that's the one that's specially designated uh, towards him uh, and it's brought on a, on a daily basis. So the Hashem calls it his uh, zevach, as it were, his sacrifice. Okay, so that is, that, that's Rabbi Huda's view. Uh, Rabbi Shimon, Omer HaPesach Babawasar. Okay, so we quote Rabbi Shimon, we said uh, only uh, uh, the Pesach offering on Erev Pesach uh, would you be liable for chametz in your, you know, w- w- with it. However, um, but uh, uh, during the festival, you know, any uh, type of offering, once you've got chametz, uh, with, you know, in, in your possession over the rest of Pesach, uh, then uh, that is generalized and you would be liable for that. At my time at Rabbi Shimon, why, what do we say is the reason for Rabbi Shimon? Ketiv, Zivchi, Zivchi, Trezimne, Pasuk says, Zivchi, uh, Zivchi, one Pasuk in Mishpatim and one Pasuk, uh, as we had quoted, uh, in Kitisa, uh, and, uh, and, and, and therefore, you know, it, um, uh, it, it repeats it, and therefore Trezimni, it says it twice uh, really what you do is you uh, if it says Zivchi, Zivchi uh, and you take the Yud uh, from one of those Zivchi uh, which is spelt uh, with a Zion, uh, Vav and a Chet, and then it's, it's got a Yud and you, and you pop on uh, the one Yud to the other, so you have two words uh, Zevach and, um, and Zivachai, okay, uh, and uh, my sacrifices, that is definitely uh, plural. Zevach is also, Zevach singular, and Zevachai is plural. Uh, and therefore, what does it mean? It means that uh, uh, on the, when it talks about a Zevach, it says only one offering would be, you'd be liable for. That's uh, the Pesach offering on Ere Pesach. Uh, but during Pesach itself, Cholomoy uh, Pesach, then you would be liable on Zevachai, on many sacrifices. Um, and the Gemara says, Lamai Hilkata, um, uh, Rahmana, uh, why, you know, why did Hashem not just write it one, one, once? Okay, and you could have said Zivachai, uh, Zivachai, you could have written Zivachai, and maybe you would have learned out from there. No, Lamaima, what are you, what, what, what is that talking about? It says, Lamaima is one, Ika Zivach, law, Mechaiva Zivachai. Therefore, the reason he writes it, he says, because when it's read, uh, when you use the word Zivach, uh, uh, because we, the reason we have Zevach and we we say Zevachi Zevachi and we ch- we change and we say Zevach and Zevachai uh, is in other words to teach us the following the Maimar Bizman Sheikh Zevach when there's only a Zevach i.e. the Korban Pesach Lo Machayv a Zevachai then you're not liable for other sacrifices Bizman Leik Zevach when there's no longer Zevach i.e. Pesach can't be offered during Cholamai Pesach Machayv a Zevachai then you'll be liable for any type of sacrifice and that is Rabbi Shimon's opinion.
Continuing uh, in the Mishnah of Umoid, Lishkot Pater, if you check the Pesach for the sake of a Pesach, um, you know, for its own uh, for its own sake, uh, during Cholamoid, obviously uh, that is not a good time to check it, uh, then you are exempt uh, if you have Chamates in your possession because it is a totally invalid offering. However, uh, if you shechted it for another offering, if you shechted it, take a Pesach offering, you shechted it for something else, uh, for example, a, a Shlamim, as we're going to see in a second, uh, then you'd be liable. Tama, Shalor Lishmo, Ahayastama, Pater. Now, this uh, moves on to a subject which is uh, you know, quite extensively dealt with other places, like uh, specifically um, uh, Zvachim, uh, you know, in uh, in Menachot and stuff, but mainly Zvachim, is uh, uh, the intention <coughs> that you, if you, if you, um, uh, if you shecht it uh, for its own lishmo, uh, right? Uh, you, you have to, in terms of lishmo, uh, is where you say, uh, I'm designating it, and you specifically have in, uh, a direct intention uh, opposite to what it's uh, meant to be. Shalo uh, lishmo, you're saying, I'm taking uh, this animal is an ola, and I'm trying to shecht it for a toda, or something like that. You know, just an example uh, over there, and you specifically say it. However, hi, stama, uh, if you, what happens if you just shechted it without uh, any explicit intention? Uh, you, you just take it and you shecht it. Uh, so according to this, Pesach, uh, you know, uh, the reason that you, you you wouldn't be liable is that you try to take this Pesach uh, during Cholomoyed, Pesach offering during Cholomoyed, and you shecht it uh, specifically. Uh, you say this animal is now a Todah, and you shecht it accordingly. Um, and, uh, and therefore, you, uh, you know, then you are exempt because that's, that's, uh, that's, that's not a good thing uh, over there. Um, so uh, that's that, that's it. But stum, what happens if you had no intention whatsoever? Then you should be actually be exempt uh, because uh, if you sorry if you shecht it not for the sake of the pesach uh, and it, I think it be, then we'll see it becomes a shlamim. Uh, then you'd be liable because you've violated. Uh, it's not. It's never going to be a pesach, and now you violate it because of the sacrifice of good sacrifice ever. Uh, if you sh- if you shechted it just them uh, without any specific intention, uh, then you would save yourself uh, from from punishment. You'd be exempt uh, over there because you haven't had any explicit intention. It's only implicit, uh, and therefore, what are we saying? Uh, because you never said anything. It actually uh, you are what you're trying to do is actually sacrifice a Pesach on it, 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 its core is that it is a Pesach offering. It's only if you change its designation uh, that that's when you give it power. But if you just leave it as is, uh, then it remains a Pesach offering. You want to say, am I? Uh, why uh, specifically do you have a problem with this? Pesach, uh, what we said was that Pesach throughout the rest of the year, i.e. not on the six hours of Pesach, uh, is considered a Shlamim. Uh, and that's the that's the question. Shmad uh, mina. So what do you learn from here? Pesach b'shayim otoshana by akira. So therefore, the Pesach offering, even though uh, it was a Pesach offering at a, at a point in time, uh, you need to literally uproot uh, its name. You have to 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 say specifically that this is actually for a uh, a shlamim and not just leave it. Uh, uh, you know, not just leave it unsaid. Okay, uh, that is the one view. Amar uh, bar gamda. Rav Kiyabagamda says, This was literally uh, uh, thrown out by the members of the group, i.e. Uh, they all agreed on the following uh, comment. They said, No, it's not referring to a, a normal Pesach uh, uh, that, uh, that you know, even maybe before Pesach or maybe yeah, slightly after Pesach that just wasn't sacrificed. Uh, and it's not that uh, it's... it's um, you had a Pesach uh, and you, it didn't get sacrificed on Pesach itself and now uh, it's uh, well before Pesach and now what you want to do is, is bring it. So according to this, maybe you would have to... Um, uh, you know, it, 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 you, even even stam, uh, it would change to a, uh, a shlamim. That, that wouldn't be a problem. However, what are we talking about here? We're talking about a specific case. Uh, in other words, what's that? Uh, what happens is the owners designated uh, this as a korban pesach, and then what happened is that they became tamamate. They 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 had got uh, they touched a dead person, or they went to a funeral, or whatever the case was, and now they are tamamate. And what happens is because they tamamate on pesach itself, pesach. 
Rishon, uh, now they get pushed, o- pushed off uh, to Pesach Shani. So this animal still very much has the power of being a Pesach, uh, as opposed to uh, a standard Pesach, which if you designate it before Pesach, by the time next Pesach rolls along, uh, it is no longer fit because it is over a year, uh, and therefore it is impossible to ever be use this animal as a Pesach again. Here, in this specific instance, uh, it's still uh, you know, sitting there uh, as a Pesach because it's going to be brought on the 14th of Iyar, uh, and therefore uh, it is still a Pesach itself. Uh, because it was pushed off to Pesach Shani, uh, uh, so therefore, if you want to, you can't just uh, shake this animal without any in, in intention uh, and say, oh, it automatically becomes a shaming. No, it is still uh, very much got the possibility of being a Pesach. So maybe uh, in this type of uh, scenario, you would have to uh, actively uproot it uh, over here and, and actually say uh, specifically that you want to change it over as opposed to just shifting it without any explicit intention. Okay, moving on to the final Mishnah of our Perik. Uh, quite a long Mishnah and, and uh, interesting in terms of its historical uh, things, exactly what happened in the Beit HaMikdash uh, when you shechted the Korban. The Pesach was shechted in three different groups. Uh, in other words, that uh, the, the people, you didn't have everyone coming all at once and, and piling in. They were split into these three groups. Why? Adat Yisrael. Uh, really, what you have is that that's what the Pasuk says, the Pasuk in Bo. Uh, you should check that uh, all the Kahal, the congregation, Adat also uh, assembly, uh, and uh, and therefore Yisrael, and then it says Yisrael. So, therefore, uh, what you have, Kahal, Adav, Yisrael, uh, you have three separate uh, groups over there. They are specifically uh, split up. Niknasu, uh, Katrishona. So, what actually happened? Uh, the first group came in, Nitmela, uh, Azra, and the Azra got filled up. We'll discuss that in the Gemara. Nalu delatot hazara, and the doors close. Well, that, that's the discussion that actually we have, uh, where the doors close of the hazara, of the courtyard. Taku hariu v'tikyo, the levim uh, used to sound these trumpet blasts, okay, in terms of uh, that, uh, the, when, as was always done when you're shifting animals, that's part of the sacrificial service, used to uh, blow these shofars or these trumpets, uh, and, uh, and that's, that's what you uh, uh, do. Okay, so, so really, uh, that is, is part of, uh, you know, that, and uh, what happens is we're going to see is they are uh, they'll be singing halal at the same time. We'll see that in a second. Kwanim, on dim b'shurut shurut, v'yodayim v'zivchai kesev v'zivchai zahav. And the kwanim used to stand in these long rows uh, and uh, from the place that the animal was getting shechted all the way to the altar. And in these rows, they had these vazikin, uh, these bowls. Okay, and we're going to see the shape of the bowls in a second. Uh, silver and gold. Uh, and it says, shura shukula kesev, uh, Kesef, Vishra, Shekula, Zahav, Zahav. Uh, they stood in separate rows. One row had completely gold bowls, and one row had, row had completely silver bowls. And you wouldn't uh, mix uh, these bowls up. The silver would stay in the silver, the gold would stay in the gold row. Okay. And these bowls uh, that you had uh, were full of uh, blood of the Pesach offering uh, because uh, you know the, the, as we see we're going to see in a second uh, the, the Israel shechts and the coin catches the blood so these are the blood these uh, these bowls uh, didn't have flat uh, bases they were pointy at the bottom uh, because otherwise you were worried that the coin would put it uh, these these bowls down it would get tired of from carrying it and he put the bowls down and then the blood would congeal if the blood congeals uh, then it's no longer fit for sprinkling on the altar so the blood had to be kept um, uh, runny, uh, and therefore, as a result, uh, they 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 had these uh, almost, uh, if you can imagine, like triangular uh, uh, bowls, as it were. So they used to have handles and stuff like that, but the, the bowls were in a triangle uh, type of shape, so that there was no uh, way you could put them down. They would spill if you try to put them down on the ground. So the kohen kohenim uh, would carry them from hand to hand, and therefore, that's what we talk about now. Uh, um, uh, 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 
Jew, Jewish person checks. So it could be that a, a Kohen checks. We'll discuss that momentarily. Have a Kabbalah Kohen. And the Kabbalah, the catching of the blood, has to be done by a Kohen. Not no Lechavero. Lechavero, Lechavero. And the Kohen that does the catching, he passes the blood over to his, his, his fellow Kohen and his fellow Kohen pass it along uh, the line, almost like an assembly line uh, that they have here. Uh, and and they, they pass it on over there. Makabel et Tamalei. And, and, and therefore, Makabel et Machazir et uh, the, the, the one Kohen takes the full one and hands back the empty one. So it's a, a kind of, uh, with his one hand, he's taking it. Uh, let's say his right hand, he's taking it. With his left hand, he's passing it back. Uh, and therefore, that's why, that's how this whole process enfolded, uh, unfolded. Right. Um, yeah, they'd hand back the empty ones. Kohen, HaKarev, Etzin, Mizbech. What happens if it reaches the front? Kohen, right by the Mizbech. Vazakos, Rikei Chad. And he would throw uh, the uh, the blood uh, from this uh, mizrak from this uh, this bowl uh, onto the the base, okay. And uh, it was a sprinkling, uh, one sprinkling, okay, one throw, uh, and uh, on and it had to be really either on the north side uh, of the altar, which had a base, and on the western side of the altar had a base, or uh, on the, the the southwestern tip had a base, and the and the and the northeastern. Uh, tip had a uh, had a base but really most of uh, the east side and most of the south side uh, did not have a base in his back so it was a uh, base was like a, a one ama thick uh, line that uh, almost encircled the altar at the bottom but as we said it uh, it just in, enclosed just over 50 percent uh, worth of the altar anyway you you have to uh, throw the blood above uh, the, the part of the Mizbech that's got a base and also it doesn't have to be thrown on the base but it has to be thrown on the walls so that it's got the ability to drip down towards uh, the base. We'll see a bit more about that much closer to the end of the Shur. Okay. Yata Katrishona Vniknasa Katshnia. The first group uh, finished what they were doing and the second group comes in. So they uh, left, uh, first group left and the second one comes in. Yata Shnia Vniknasa And then the second group finished and they left and the third group came in. Kamasa Rishona Kachmasa Shnia Vashishit. The same way, the way we described the first one, so too uh, the second group and the third group uh, all uh, did the same actions. Karu Yata Halal, they said Halal. This goes back to everyone. Uh, they said halal. Vim kamru shanu. The question is who said halal, whether it was everyone or whether it was just the Levim. Anyway, um, uh, if they finished uh, saying all six verses, also discussion, exactly maybe this was uh, uh, halal hagadol as well, uh, Psalm 136. Anyway, uh, but all else was just the halal, Psalms 113 to 118, that uh, we are very familiar with. Uh, and it says, um, and um, if you uh, it, it says if they they, they they said it once and sometimes if they were still busy they said a second time and even if needed to be a third time uh, but they said in, in theory they could have gone to a three but uh, the Kohanim was so quick uh, and uh, did their work so efficiently uh, that there was never any time to uh, say halal a third time Rabbi Huda, man, me maim, shall cut shlishit, law higia, lahafti, kishma hashem. The third group, as we're going to see, they are going to be called the lazy group uh, in tomorrow's shir. Uh, they were the lazy group because they delayed, uh, and so there were very few people there. And therefore, as a result, Rabbi Huda's view is that they never got, in the, in the third group, uh, they never even reached the hafti kishma hashem. They never even reached to Psalm 116. So that just left, you know, they would they got halfway through. They got 113, 114, 115. Uh, that's all they managed to sing uh, before uh, everyone was finished. Uh, and, uh, you know, because it was such a small group. Because they were... Um the, the, the amount of people uh, were small uh, in that thing. Everyone else, they were they were finished uh, much quicker uh, than all the other groups. All right. Kamasa b'chol, kach Shabbat. The same way it was done during the week, it was done on Shabbat. However, ela shakunim marichim et hazara shlo b'tzon chamim. What the rabbis, uh, what, uh, what the, the priests used to do, the kohanim used to do, was... Uh, um, 
there was a kind of aqueduct, this canal that flows through uh, the Beda Mikdash with water. And what they did, they just, uh, uh, obviously you can imagine uh, all the blood uh, of these hundreds and thousands of sacrifices we're going to see uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a minute or two, uh, exactly how many people uh, could have been there at, at one time. Anyway, um, so what, what they did was obviously the floor got uh, very bloody and uh, they were, I don't know, they were maybe worried they were going to slip or something like that and they didn't their clothes uh, to get wet. We'll see all of that tomorrow. Uh, the, what, what happens is the, the Kwanim used to block uh, the hole. There was an aqueduct that, that flowed through and uh, they used to block the hole. So what happens is the water used to um, get backed up and then uh, rise up onto the floor and then they'd unplug it and all the, all the, uh, the, the blood and everything would go uh, down uh, down the drain, uh, literally. That's that's what they did, and the rabbis didn't agree with them. Malikin et azra and the rabbis uh, did, did not agree with that behaviour. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, of course, I am midam Rabbi Huda says, what uh, before used to uh, do this cleansing procedure, uh, used to the kohen used to take a cup of blood from the floor, uh, and uh, that was all mixed in together. For the and he would just pour at once on the altar um, and the rabbis never agreed it uh, the rabbis uh, disagreed with this last point Okay, continuing uh, with the procedure Ketonin, how would you suspend and flay uh, these uh, Pesach offerings? What you used to do is obviously take the skin off and then uh, used to um, roast uh, the animal. Okay, so uh, what do they used to do? Unkuliot uh, and uh, the, the, these iron hooks were uh, in, in, you know, by, the, by the pillars over there, Kotulayim, Vamudim, in the walls and uh, on the pillars, Shebahen, uh, Tulin, and on those you would hang the animal and you would uh, flay it in a specific way. And what happens, as you can imagine, the, you know, especially on Erev Pesach, there were thousands, hundreds of thousands of altars, uh, people, sorry, that, that come in with the animals, okay, hundreds of thousands of animals. Uh, maybe there was no space uh, to uh, hang the animal. You wouldn't find a hook, uh, and to skin the animal. Um, 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 Makalot, Dakim, Kharakim, Hayusham. There were these uh, thin, uh, smooth rods uh, that were there. Uh, and Hayu Sham Menicham Al Katefor. They used to put them on the on the animal on the shoulders. Vayu Ketev Chavayra Vatolei Umashit. And you put on your shoulder and your your friend's shoulder, and the animal would be in the middle, and you would flay it uh, that way. Rebliyaza Omer Abasar Shechal Liot B'Shabbat. What happens if uh, the fourteenth of Pesach fell on uh, Shabbat? Uh, and it says Mani Yachador Al Ketev Chavayra. And uh, because you're not allowed to, uh, you know touch moving move these rods we'll, we'll see in the Gemara I think uh, what the issue is uh, with that um, then a person put his, his hand on his friend's shoulder so he put his A put his hand on B's shoulder B put his hand on A's shoulder right so you know, yeah, kind of a, a strong barrier between the two of them and on that they would um, put the animal between the two of them it would uh, suspend it there and you would fly it Karo in Amarav, uh, you would tear it open and take out the Amarin, uh, the, the, these uh, specific fats uh, that you would burn, Natulu Magis Lakturan Al Gamesbach, and then you would give it over, uh, put it in a large uh, basin, and the Kohen would go and burn these on the altar. On Shabbat still, obviously, you're not allowed to carry. Uh, then what happens is when the first group had finished, they went out uh, to and they remained on the Harabite. We have Harabite. They would uh, sit then on the Harabite. Shnir Bechel, the second group, they couldn't go all the way to the, the first group was really, you know, full there. Uh, so what they used to do, they were right uh, by uh, the, the Chel, which is you know, kind of very close to the, uh, you know, inside the Beit HaMikdash, right on the, the outskirts uh, of the Bad Mikdash area. Uh, they they stood in their, their place and you know they they're finished but they don't come outside. Yatsa and then afterwards they all once once it became dark uh, they would all go home and uh, eat their Pesach offerings.
Okay, I'm Rabbi Yitzchak. Uh, Rabbi Yitzchak says, "Aina Pesach Nishkat Ela Rishol Kitot Shal Shosha Shosha Ben Adam Shoshim Shoshim Ben Adam." Sorry, uh, Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak says uh, the Pesach offering was shechted uh, in groups of at least uh, thirty, and he says there were three groups of thirty. How so? My time. What is the reason for that? Kal Vadat Yisrael, because it mentions at Kal, uh, which is ten people, Ata ten, and Israel ten. So you'd have to have um, you have. 10 people checking it, so it's 30 people at a time. Um, uh, you know, so, so therefore, uh, and, and the Gemara says about this, uh, does this have to be uh, three separate groups of 10 people, or all together? You know, is it separate one of the other 10, 10, 10, or is it uh, a, a group of 30 all at once? So, to take into account the possibilities uh, we say uh, um, uh, we need we need three groups of 30 uh, okay and uh, which and, and therefore you'd be fulfilling all of these things uh, if you need all 30 at the same time well here you've got them if you need it one after other you also got them so we take both possibilities into account okay the Gemara just mentions so you say listen if you say that is the case uh, then Bechamishim Nami Saga then it would be fine to even have uh, uh, 50 uh, people the uh, Ali Tlatin Vavdi 30 people come in and actually do this the sacrifice 10 people of that uh, first group left and another 10 Vanafka Asara and another 10 people come in similarly Asara Vanafka Asara and then again the, the, the new group that came in uh, leaves and then 10 newbies uh, come in and uh, you know and left so therefore you could do it with 50 because you know 10 leave and 10 arrive and the numbers are uh, uh, the, 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 you know you, you could have you'd have 30 at all time but you can do it just with 50 people okay uh, uh, and then the first group comes in and then they close the doors Itmar Abai Amar Nin Alu Abai says Nin Alu it was a miraculous uh, thing it, they closed by themselves Utunan and Tunan Rav Omer No Alim Hayu No No Alim it means that we close them in other words we, we do it so the question is uh, did they close by themselves? Was it human uh, effort? Uh, so what's the difference? Whether you rely on a miracle. He says, uh, We learned uh, they, they closed. It says, uh, you know, Many people that, that, that came in, uh, you let them come in. And we rely on a nice that uh, only enough people come in that people aren't going to get crushed. Okay, Rava Mar, no, no, Alin, no, it's up to us to to make the determination, uh, and therefore, Tnan Velo, the Smicha Anissa, we don't rely on miracles. We try, we estimate, we see this, and you know, if the courtyard can hold a hundred thousand people, then we bring a hundred thousand in. You know, that's it. We uh, we don't rely on miracles and the door shutting uh, at uh, at any point. Okay, Mahadev um, Nan, what about? Um, we learned in a Mishnah in Eidiot, I think it is, Amr Abu Yehuda, Chas V'shat, Sha'akava, Me'en Mahalel, Nitnada, you know, that uh, we don't want to um, put a, um, um, uh, a, a ban on um, uh, a caveat Ben Mahala. What happens is the Gemara Brachot relates that uh, um, a caveat and um, a caveat Ben Mahala uh, spoke about, uh, is uh, reported to have spoken about uh, um, Shmaya and Avtalion. The fact that they were Gairim, uh, etc. So he made a, a, a comment uh, attributed to him, uh, etc. So the rabbis were very upset with him and they wanted to excommunicate him. Rabbi Huda says, Chas uh, heaven forbid uh, that uh, we say that he was actually put in, in Nidoi. Okay, um, uh, it says, because um, 
he was, uh, you know, it must be in someone else uh, because the the, go- the gates never closed on anyone as clever and uh, sin-fearing as uh, as he was. Okay, so that is uh, talking about that. Uh, that's a Kavya's story. However, Abayat Matari Tzitame, according to what we learned, Abayat goes according to his opinion. Rav Matari Tzitame, Rav goes according to his opinion. Abayat Matari Tzitame, Rav goes according to his opinion. What does that mean? Ein Azra, Abishah, Shin Nitmala, Akol, Kol Israel, Kol Adam Yisrael, Bechok Meivira, Yirat Kait Kavya Ben Mahala. Rav can say, listen, um, uh, no man was in the courtyard when it closed by itself, uh, as great as, you know, as, as much as he, um, you know, uh, feared sin, etc. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, and and wisdom as well. Okay, so that's according to this, uh, Baha can explain it that they're closed by themselves, uh, and um, uh, as opposed to Ravan's time, Ravan can explain it according to his uh, opinion. Ayn uh, Bazara. Uh, there wasn't in the Azara Bashar Shinin Alim or Ta Al P Israel Bachovira Vakit Kavkavim in Mala. No, it's you know, he can say, Well well the doors didn't close by themselves, uh, the Jews closed them. So both of them have their source, uh, sources uh, over there. Anyway, Tanrabanan uh Moalin Lo uh Nit Maech Adam Bazara Khutmi Pesakhad Shaya Bimai Hila. Uh, there was never a time that they let so many Jews in that there was a massive crash and and people got hurt and killed, uh, which is quite interesting because uh, uh, when you when you have massive numbers, uh, when you, for example, uh, you know when um, you have uh, the the. the uh, the, the the Muslims go to uh, the the you know shrine the Kaaba uh, which is uh, uh, they they always are uh, you know they make pilgrimage uh, to Mecca etc and uh, there always is a, uh, a crash there and, and, and people inevitably uh, unfortunately lose their lives uh, over there okay so anyway here we say that it, that never happened except uh, you know there was one Pesach Shia Vimahela on the times of Hillel Shenit Maech uh, uh, one old man got squashed uh, in, the, uh, in the in the large crowds. Pesach uh, the Pesach of the crushed. All right, so we see that there was only once uh, that one person lost his life uh, in the crush. Okay, Tanravana Pamachad because Agrippos Hamelech itain einav Israel. Agrippa wanted to. There was one time where King Agrippa wanted to work out uh, the multitude of Israel. How many Jews were there in Israel. I don't know why I couldn't go uh, to uh, the Machatzit Shekel. You know, maybe you just wanted to see how many come up to Jerusalem. So he says the Kohen Gadol, go look at the Pesachim. Natal Kulia Mikol Echad. Give give me a, a kidney from each one of them. Kidney is actually part of the things that you meant to burn up on the altar. Uh, give me a kidney. Nimsa Shosh. Sham Shishim Riboy Zuga Klayot, and there were, you know, 600,000 pairs of kidneys, in other words, 1.2 million kidneys. Kuflam Shiotamiritsu Diyotse, this is double the amount of people that came out of Egypt. Chutz Mitame Shaya Bader Chukah, and that was excluding people that were Tame or were very far away and couldn't make it there, so there were even more. Um, uh, people that actually were around. So you had 1.2 million um, uh, kidneys, uh, and uh, there were more people there as well. So we see it, a massive amount of number, uh, massive numbers descending on the Beit Hamikdash. Okay, uh, and uh, it says, And there were also uh, at least ten people registered on each Pesach offering. So this is the number of people that were actually in uh, the Beit Hamikdash. You know, let's let's call it, um, you know, that that 1.2 million, and that you know is uh, there were at least ten people. Uh, that ate each offering. Uh, okay, so that we, we get to these uh, massive numbers over here. All right, um, that is that. Uh, and um, 
Okay, Pesach Vesh Unum Nera El Arab Masra Ben Adam Hayukurin Uta Pesach Meuvin Meuvin. It was called the the thick Pesach or the crowded Pesach, as you know, as we had before. There were fortunes of people over there. All right. So now the Gemara uh, is going to discuss just the the uh, the ability of uh, the Kohen to kind of hold uh, this kidney back for for King, uh, in following King Griffiths's order. And it's all Kulia. Can you really take out a kidney? Hi, by Akturay. You have to burn it no you burned it a bit later but you have a problem with that what happens is that uh, it says you have to burn it burn it okay uh, that you can't burn uh, the, the the kidney of korban a uh, you know with together with the korban b it has to be uh, it have to be all everything has to be uh, burned separately Gomorrah says well hold on one sec so what he did, he didn't just throw them all on one, all at once. He burned them one by one, uh, and we, uh, you know, that's that's how he kept track of it. Vatanya, however, you still not afterwards. Vektiram, the pasuk says you have to burn them. Shayu kula they all have to be burned, uh, really, uh, at once. All the all the type of 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 aimarin uh, of the animal, of which the kidney was just one, uh, it all has to be burned together. So you have to bring the kidney with the rest of the animal. You can't just delay it and bring it later. Ella. Uh, um, uh, Really, what we're talking about is not taking out the kidney and uh, and 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 um, and uh, uh, you know and, and 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 leaving it out. Okay, uh, really, what it was was taking it out and then um, you know take from the shackle. I mean, if you would take it out uh, for a brief second, ad yavin lay midi akrini, and then they would uh, give him uh, an, a nut or a stone or something like that, uh, so as to keep track. So they give him a token. Uh, he'd pick it up and uh, he'd say one, and then the guy would count one, etc. So that's how they got to the numbers. Uh, he gave him. A, uh, they moved over a stone, uh, etc. All right, they gave him. They gave it to him. He might have given it to someone else. Whatever the case is. All right. Uh, carrying on, Koanim uh, Omdim the, the the priests are all standing in rows, and it says, "My timer, what is the reason uh, that you know you had gold in the one row and silver in the other row?" Uh, it says, "Ilam Dilma Shakli Bedahava Kaspa." You might think that uh, a, a priest would might maybe take a gold bowl and then return a silver one. Okay, um, it says you might think that could be a, a mile in Bekodesh and Meridian. Uh, you always go up in manners of now you're getting it in. Achinami Dilma Atan Bar Maya. You might take something which is, you know, in terms of you worried about uh, decreasing its sanctity. Uh, then you would take a 200 bowl and uh, and keep it, and then only come back with a hundred uh, dinner bowl. Okay, so you know that, that's uh, if he if he did that, you get um, you would be going uh, violating this Malin Bakorish. You always go up and uh, never go down. Anyway, it's even a, a, a gold bowl had different weights. And uh, so as we said, uh, you might um that could be a worry. Ella the No, just from an aesthetic perspective, that is why you never mix the gold and the silver. Uh, not that they uh, were um, you know, it, it's not a Marlin Bakurish issue, it's just really an aesthetic issue. It looks beautiful, much more beautiful if every one row is all gold and one row is all silver, backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards. Right, so what are you? The only bowls that weren't uh, pointy in the Beit HaMikdash were the uh, bowls used for the uh, the Vazikin, right, uh, in terms of uh, the frankincense that you put on the Lechem uh, Apanim, the Shobret Tanner Run, and we learned about that. Kolaz Vachim Shemikdash, Loayu Lehem Shalim, none of the bowls had any flat uh, bases. Kutzmi Zivche Levona Shel Lechem Apanim, except for the 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 bowls that you, the spoons uh, that you put on the Lechem Apanim, they had uh, a base that could uh, be sit there. A rounded base, like a spoon type of thing. Anyway, Shema Yenichem, if you throw Salechim, this would uh, be the opposite problem. If you would uh, come and uh, put a pointy uh, bowl on the, uh, the Lechem Apanim, uh, they might very well break, so that wouldn't be uh, any good at all.
All right, Shachat Yisrael v'Kabela Kohen, the 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 Jew shechts, uh, the Israelite shechts, and the the Kohen captures the blood. Law Sagad, Law Yisrael. What do you mean, uh, Israelite has to shecht? Is it so true that that a uh, Yisrael shechts couldn't a Kohen shecht? Uh, you know, the, or a, a Levi, whatever. Why Dafka Israel? You meant you know that uh, he should he should do it. Uh, it says he Gufa High Kamashvelan. That's what it's coming to tell us. It's kind of uh, by the way. Uh, tells us that, that uh, shechting done by a non-Kohen uh, is perfectly fine with Kabbalah Kohen and the Kohen catches the blood Hi, uh, and this is coming to teach you so shechit can be done by a non-Kohen uh, but the, the Kabbalah catching the blood walking holacha uh, with the blood and throwing the blood on the altar has to be a Kohen uh, he gives it to his friend uh, what do we learn from there holacha have a holacha. We're saying uh, we t- we talk about walking to the altar. However, uh, what here is you're standing in the line. He hands it to the one. He hands it to the other. So the whole thing goes down in this assembly line of Kohanim. Uh, and uh, it says you know there's no walking to the altar per se. Now you are at the altar, uh, but there's no walking towards it. Uh, you know the actual walking towards it. Uh, and we say is that fine? No, Dilmahi. Uh, no, it puts uh, maybe number one. Uh, you could move a little bit with his feet. Uh, you know. And and therefore that's uh, you know that that could be enough uh, to walk with it to the altar. Ella and Ma'akamashvanan. So therefore, what what is what is this coming to tell us? Ha'akamashvanan be'erev berav berov am hadrat melech. The more people that are doing it, uh, the better it is. Okay, quoting the Mishnah again, Kabbalah, Timilai, Machasir, Tarekan, you would, uh, each one would get a full bowl and bring back an empty one. Ava Ipkalo, no, you wouldn't uh, return an empty one and then get a full one. Messiah, Rav Shimon Ben Lakish, it goes like Rav Shakish, it's Amar Rav Shimon Ben Lakish, he says, Ain Marvin Allah Mitzvot, you don't pass over a mitzvah. In other words, uh, if you can do a mitzvah by taking the blood, uh, the, the full blood, uh, that would be like doing the mitzvah because you are passing that on. Uh, as opposed to ignoring that and, uh, and 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 taking back the empty one, the empty one is really uh, kind of maybe it will get uh, filled again at a point in time, but it's kind of a hechshir mitzvah, preparing for a mitzvah and not uh, the actual um, you know mitzvah itself. We have this concept uh, uh, as well when it comes to uh, tefillin uh, and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, um, all right, uh, might as well do a bit more. The Kohen was close to the altar, he would sprinkle the blood. Who's, you know, we said Zrika, which really means throwing it. Who's the, the, the Tana that teaches us that? That is Rabbi Yosek Lili. How do you know? The Tani, Rabbi Yosek Lili, he said, He said, in terms of a Masa offering, uh, it says, the, or then a Bechor offering, uh, it says they have to sprinkle their blood on the altar and you burn uh, their fat um, uh, on uh, you know and, and uh, as well so uh, you have to sprinkle it it says um you have to burn uh, their fat. Damor, Avalor, Neymar, Ella Damam. It says Damam, their blood, i.e., plural. Chelbo, Lo Neymar, Ella Chelbam, their blood, their fat, all in plural. They made Ala Bohor, Vamasa Pesach, all these three, this triumvirate of uh, uh, offerings which are often mentioned together, the last Mishnah in Ezu uh, Mukuman, uh, Mishnah number eight in chapter five, that uh, is just before Rabbi Shmel, uh, and uh, talks about uh, the, the unique distinguishing feature about all of these that they actually require one sprinkling as opposed to two that are four or all four as well. Uh, so these just require one sprinkling. The Bukhul of Mas Pesach, Shayan Tunin, Mahen, Damim, Vayamarim, Lekabim Zvach. It says they all need, um, they uh, put their blood and their, and their parts on the altar. Okay, so so really that is the Trebiosi uh, Hagalili's uh, thing that he has to, uh, you know, put the, the things on the the altar, right? That's uh, sprinkling, uh, and it says in Minalan to unin yisod. How do you know that it needs a base? The part of the altar needs a base. Amrav Elazar Acha Zuka Zuka Meola. You learn it from a pasuk where it talks about the lakativ hacha. It demand tizruchu alamizbech. You should uh, sprinkle their blood on the altar, uh, and it says kativ hatam zakru benaron hakonim etamo alamizbech saviv. Another pasuk says the the sons of Aaron the 
coin, uh, sprinkle the blood uh, around the altar. Ma'ala, so when and your sword, the altar needs a your sword. Uh, you know, on, on the altar, uh, it, it needs uh, the, the part that have based on a pesach. Nami your sword. So to the pesach offering needs the sword, and the Gemara obviously asks, "Ola gufa minano? How do you know the ola needs to be sprinkled on the base?" Amakra, the pasuk says, "Eli sword is uh, You pour the blood at the base of the altar, uh, and once you talk about the base, alma ola to unan your sword. So to the ola, the 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 an, a burnt offering, uh, totally burnt up. Uh, elevation offering requires sprinkling at the base of the altar, and and therefore you have got this connection. Okay, uh, we will finish off uh, tomorrow the Perik Bezrat Hashem. Uh, in the meantime, everyone should have a great day.